Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran. You are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. I sat down with Emma and Julie, the girls behind the popular Instagram account, Comments by Celebs. If you're not familiar with the account, they started just two years ago and have over a million followers just for posting celebrities' interactions on Instagram. I thought they could teach me a thing or two about social media, and I was so curious how they grew their brand. What surprised me was that I found myself with two smart young women who knew who they were and knew exactly what they wanted their brand to be. They told me about one small change that happened on Instagram that they spotted and capitalized, and that one little thing built their entire business. Before they left, I had a blast. I read their tarot cards. You want to see how accurate I am? Tune in. I'm sitting here with Julie, who's 22 and looks like 12, and Emma, who's 24 (laughs) and looks like about nine. And they're the creators of Comments by Celebs. And if you haven't heard of it, it's an Instagram account showing celebrities funny, risque, and entertaining comments on other celebrities, like celebrities gossiping about celebrities or brands, and they do Instagram posts. They also highlight celebrities' responses, comments that go back and forth. So my first question is, is there anything off limits? (laughs) You put everything (laughs) out there? No, we definitely don't. We get sent a lot of comments every day that we purposely don't post because we try to keep a general vibe of positivity on our account. So there's a lot of really nasty ones out there that we try not to pay too much attention to. So without naming a name, like give me an example of a nasty one that you got just today or yesterday that you said, we better not put this, that clearly it was off limits. That happens a lot with celebrities and their kids. If someone comes out and attacks the kid and the celebrity then responds, we pretty much never, never post that just because we feel like it's not something that the kid would want to have any part of. And most of the time, we've gotten into a lot of situations. If we're unclear, we'll ask the celebrity personally, like, hey, we got this one. Don't want to make you to feel like we're exposing your kid by any means. Is it okay? And sometimes we get a yes, sometimes we get a no, but we always ask first. So kids are off limits. What about dogs? Let's say I want to say (laughs) your dog is an ugly dog and you should have really paid for a pedigree. Why'd you get yourself a mutt? It depends how good the clapback is. Really? Yeah. Dogs are usually allowed to be the subject of posts. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're harmless, right? But anything else other than kids that are off limits, if someone is just viciously attacking someone's dress that they wore on the red carpet, or could you believe she got that horrible facelift? Look, she doesn't even look like herself. Is that fodder for getting out there and, and getting people talking? Yeah, I think if a celebrity is saying something like very nasty as opposed to another person commenting and the celebrity replying, then we'll keep it away. Also, if a celebrity is particularly controversial, we tend to stay away from their posts. Oh, do you really? Yeah, for example. Why is that? We think it would go quite the opposite. Controversy is attention and you would think more wood on the fire would be a smart thing to do, no? Yeah, well, for example, there was one time that Chris Brown commented an emoji on Rihanna's picture. And we're like, yeah, it's news, but we're not feeding into that narrative. Yeah, so you actually have ethics. We definitely, definitely. <laughs> do. We, we really try hard to pay a lot of attention into what we're doing and what we're portraying. And you think that comes from your background? You've developed that as you've been creating your business. Like we better have this line drawn and that line draw. Or is it the way you were raised? Is it the way you came into the business feeling in the first place? 
I think there's a couple of different, that's such a good question. (laughs) I think Julie and I were both really lucky to be raised right and really well by incredibly respectful parents who never made us question our worth or made us feel like we had to do something negative to gain attention, first of all. And I think we definitely feel lucky about that. But the nature of our business is that it's so important that we have a positive relationship with celebrities. So we're not going to get there by shading them. And we have been conscious of that from day one. Literally, our first post, we had an opportunity to make the caption something a little shady. And we turned to each other and we were like, we never want Demi Lovato or whoever it was to go back and be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to come on their podcast because Mm. I didn't like what they said about me. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking long term from the get go. But you had the great advantage of having your parents teach you that to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Lucky to you. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> very. And what do your parents think about the enormous quick success you've had with this? What do they say? <laughs> They're over the moon, right? Oh is my what God, they, they paid for it. for college to get you here? <laughs> my, my parents' big joke is that they pay for me to go to college so I can meet Emma to be able to do this. <laughs> That's where their tuition money went to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not something we could have anticipated. We met at Syracuse. Julie graduated just last year, 2018, and I was at Columbia getting my master's in social work. So this kind of took off. It was a totally different direction, but we both deferred grad school, and here and we are. What, and take me right back to the day you said, hey, how about we do this? This might work. What was in your head? How did that go? The first day we started the account? Yep, yep. So that was in April 2017, and it was basically when Instagram changed their algorithm. And how did you even know that? A lot of people were sleeping at the wheel, and could you explain for the people listening what that change was? Sure. So basically, I think in the simplest terms is when you scroll down your timeline and you see a celebrity's or anybody's picture, at the bottom, it'll show two featured comments, and then there'll be a button that says view all comments. So let's use Kim Kardashian as an example. Let's say she gets 10,000 comments on a post. Mm -hmm. The two that you would previously see would just be the most recent. And if you clicked on those comments, all of the most recent ones would come up. So the first change that Instagram made was that the two that you would see were based on people that you follow. So if Julie and I followed different people, all of a sudden we were seeing different comments starting to be featured. And it was like unearthing these things. We're like, this is cool. And then Instagram made a second change to highlight all of the verified comments to go to the top, which is why when you click on a post... And this happened bang, bang, like a day apart or something, or it took a while for them to change it? It took a little while. So we initially made the account by capitalizing on the first algorithm change, which was just being able to see those two featured. Wait, and I have to pause you there if you don't mind. So a million people out there saw the change. Nobody started what you started. What made you just like, bang, this is an opportunity? Were you thinking that or just, ah, you were curious? No, I knew it was big because I could see how much we were enjoying it. Mm. And I was like, if us and our friends are so fascinated by this, there are a lot of people like that. And Mm. I said to Julie, this is going to be big. And it's kind of like our big joke that at the time, I don't think she fully understood the scope of what it was going to be. I mean, neither did I, but... What was your immediate response, Julie? Like, ah, I'm not so sure. No, I I was always kind of down to do it with her. She texted me and was like, I want to start this Instagram account. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, sure, why you? Because you were good pals or she had a certain character trait that you wanted in your business (laughs) or talent. Why her? Julie's favorite question when I get asked this because, no, we connected. First of all, I think this is a funny thing to note. We initially became friends genuinely because of our love for the Kardashians. We were in a group chat. How crazy. And I have to ask you why even love them, but I won't even ask. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could say our fascination. So we were in this group chat that would just talk about what was going on in their world. And Julie is very funny and very witty. And it's very rare to find someone who I want you to know, for those people listening, she doesn't look funny or witty, but we're going to give her a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. I promise I am. (laughs) 
it's very rare to find someone who's as invested in pop culture as I am. And mm. Julie is equally. And I just wanted someone that if I can't think of a caption one day, I want to be able to rely on someone else. And Julie was the perfect counterpart. And you're a good writer, Julie? I do okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you rely on her for the writing ability to put the right caption? It's totally collaborative. Where do you work, by the way? And do you even have a spot? We don't have an office. We have global access to WeWork, so we sometimes are there. But it's 100% on our phones, with the mm-hmm. exception of using a computer to make the outline for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's totally remote. So. Well, I'll give you a much better deal than WeWork, so if you come to this office. <laughs> but <laughs> can you to. take care of all of our social media, too? Absolutely. <laughs> I <laughs> think we have to. a deal. We have Perfect. a few witnesses out there. <laughs> we'll get you whatever color desk you want. Perfect. No problem. <laughs> these size chairs, too? Yeah, yeah these. We're, we're sitting on little tiny children's chairs. But don't you feel cozy being close to the ground like this? Yeah, I do, yeah. actually. I almost feel like I'm gossiping. Well, that is your business, gossip. <laughs> right. I love it. We got to get these. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare steal my... Wait, I'll get you a set of your own if only oh you'll do our social media for free. Done. Perfect. Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so how do you caption something? Because the caption is very important because it steers the person looking at the photo or reading the other comment to think a certain way. How do you caption something? What's the process there? So the process is when a comment comes in and we decide that we're going to post it, we send it in our group chat. And the first thing that we always say is, what's our vibe? That's always the question we ask. So we want to decide what aspect of the picture we want to focus on Mm. to be able to caption it. It's already a first step in editing. Right. So is it? do we want to focus on the actual picture itself? Do we want to focus on this comment? Do we want to focus on the clapback? What is it? And... We like to be humorous, so funny is always better. Sometimes we err on the side of simplicity just to make things easier, but it is incredibly collaborative. It's very rare that we ever do a caption, one of us by ourselves. And what if you vehemently disagree? Like you just love that picture and you're saying, you're missing the boat here, baby. It's not about the picture. Do you ever disagree? I don't think that's ever happened. I think we've disagreed before, but it's very rare that one of us would stand firm in our opinion and be unwilling to switch. Like as as soon as I think one of us is like, that doesn't really make sense. It's like, okay, move on to the next thing and figure out how to make it make sense from there. Okay. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a nice working relationship. It 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 definitely is. (laughs) Do you have divorce papers or a (laughs) partner? No, no, I'm serious. Do you have a partnership agreement? Should things go awry? You know what's going to happen? Yeah, of course. We have a very extensive partnership agreement. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I have a lot of lawyers in my family that take it very seriously. Even before I was thinking from a business sense, they were. So this has been legitimized way before it even was legitimized in our eyes. You know, Surprising of- because most kids that have a lot of attorneys in their families don't usually become entrepreneurs has been my experience. It's kind of like a little different way of thinking, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. Let me ask you something. What makes a good picture? Everybody's out there trying to get notoriety through posting pictures. And you remind what makes a picture newsworthy or comment worthy, I should say. Mm, that's a good question. Well, you better have a good answer. I know. Because you guys are the experts. <laughs> yeah. In terms of how to get posted on our page, I think the first thing I would say that I'd love to hear what you think about this is humor. So if it's funny and especially self-deprecating, it's mm. going to do well. Most of the time. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. It really depends on the picture and it really depends on the person and their ability to either poke fun or take a joke or poke fun at themselves. And it really varies based on the celebrity and based on what they're known for. For example, like if there's a celebrity that's known for one specific movie, Mm -hmm. for example, if Reese Witherspoon comments something about Legally Blonde, that'll do well 100% of the time because people love that nostalgia and love to Mm. point at that. I just saw that movie this weekend. It was (laughs) great. Oh my God, it's the best. I thought it was going to be silly. It was, but it was great. It was your first time seeing it? Yeah, first time. Oh my God. All these years I heard about it. I think I'll watch that tonight. I'm so happy you're bringing it up 
makes me feel like I'm totally informed. You are. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely are. Where are you going to take this business? What's your dream? Do you have aspirations on numbers, followers? Do you want to have specific sponsors? Where do you picture it going from here? Or don't you? Which is okay, too. We talk a lot about the future and what that means, and we're really lucky to have gained such tremendous traction. I don't think it's luck already. I've already concluded it's anything but luck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I think the name Comments by Celebs is so all-encompassing because a comment doesn't have to be an Instagram comment. It could be Mm. something that they said in the press or just a nonverbal cue even. Mm. And kind of expanding on that idea and expanding to different platforms, there's definitely been a lot of conversations around that. We started this podcast, and the coolest thing for us is to be able to connect with this audience that is so equally as entrenched in pop culture as we are. Like a sisterhood. Yeah, and our favorite message to get is, I was so embarrassed to love this stuff so much, but the way you guys approach it makes me feel like it's okay. Oh, my gosh. And I know it kind of sounds crazy, but Like a giant out party. Yes. Right. A couple months ago, we did this live event, our, our only and first live event at WeWork, and it was- I thought you guys don't like your faces shown. We don't like being on camera. Ah, but I'm going to change that today. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Good super luck. cameras all around this little room, even one under the table. We're going to see if you have a double chin from the bottom I was about up. to say, oh, that angle. <laughs> God, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. So we did this live event. We were interviewed by Darren Karp, who's Andy Cohen's assistant, and she's mm-hmm. very, you know, in this world also. It happened to be going on at the exact same time that all of the scandals were going on in the world of Kardashian. First, we gave our whole speech about how we started in our interview. And at the end, we had audience members who were genuinely like, we need to hear your guys' take on this. And what it turned into in was- In that moment. In right that there. moment. And what it turned into was a night of just a very intense group analysis of what was going on in the world of Kardashian. Unbelievable. After, Did you record all of that? It's all recorded, yes. Oh, so it was for your podcast as well, like an instant podcast right then and there? We actually never published it as a podcast. I don't know what happened with that. We kind of just decided not to. It was more so for us to be able to listen back. But it was such a special night, and that was, I think, when we turned to each other. We're like, there's really something here, transferable. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So that's kind of the direction you're headed in the future? Yeah. What does that look like, like 10 years from now? I hate when people ask me that question. Well, first of all, I'm not sure I'll be alive. (laughs) Honest to God, you'd have no in life. I'm a little older than you guys. (laughs) But that's a stupid question. I take it back unless you're dying to answer it. I hate it when people say, what's your goal 10 years from now? It's like, who are you kidding? Yeah, well, I get anxious when you ask me a month in advance. So do you have an answer for 10 Uh, years? uh, Yes. (laughs) She's a little better at it. She's like, what do you want to do next week? I'm like, please don't ask me that. I'm not ready to commit that far in advance. First of all, when we were in high school or in college, we could have never answered what we wanted to do with this because it just didn't exist. So part of it is that we're going to have to be flexible to everything continually evolving. But I guess a general goal is that I really want Comments by Celebs to be a household name where Mm -hmm. it's looked at as celebrities as a fun and favorable way to accentuate their career. And it's looked at as the public as not only humor, but also a very legitimate form of entertainment news, which we've really become. One of our favorite compliments that we get is that their feeds are so saturated with negativity and that we're like a breath of fresh air. Mm. And that's not something we take lightly. And we put a lot of work into curating the feed to make it seem that way. That's something we'd love to continue to do. Well, I don't see why you change it. It's all working so well. (laughs) I don't think it would be possible for you to envision where you're going to be 10 years from now. You could be in nine different directions because the essence of what you're doing could apply to so much. Right. Yeah. That's what so, I think. So oh, too. I can't wait. I hope I live 10 years so I can watch this, this and get the real answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a list of what you love, I think, somewhere here. Okay. You love the Kardashians. You love or like older men. I would say love older men. <laughs> 
you like or love horoscopes, astrology, I'm a tarot card reader. I might read your cards before we're through. And yes. I could tell you where you'll go in 10 years. Oh, I'd oh. love that. Hey, should we do it right now? Absolutely. But as I'm dealing out the cards, because that's a visual thing, if you will, you can kind of hear it. Listen, listen. That's the cards. There you go. The cards. Okay. <laughs> They're really but, here. But tell me why you love the Kardashians. It's lost on me. I'm sorry. It's just lost on me. I don't get it. So educate me. Okay. Do you want to start with this one? Yeah, I would. I would love to. <laughs> um, I think that. And you shovel the deck while she's you, talking. You do the cards. Know. This seems right. Let, you do the, the tarot cards. I'll do the Kardashians. <laughs> the way it was with the Kardashians when it first started was just this unbelievable fascination with this family. I think we've never. But why? Why from the get go, or was it not from the get go? For me, I think it was from the get go because here was this family who was so raw and so open and I just felt like we hadn't seen that before like there have been a lot of families that were looked at as kind of American royalty this obsession this fascination but you never really got to see these real inside peaks at them take the Kennedys for example they were America's royal family but you, you were only, about a 10 mile distance away from watching right them. everything yeah. they did was calculated and purposeful Imagine the Kennedys if they weren't filtered. If you just got the raw Kennedys, it would be the best reality show you've of ever seen course, in your life. Of course, but that's the Kennedys. They dress really well. They didn't have tons of facelifts. They didn't right. do that all that Botox stuff. No, of course. And I understand that. And, and I think that's related to the times. It of was. course. So not to say the Kardashians are the Kennedys. It's just the fascination is comparable, I would say. so. And they let us in. Yes, they let us in. Yeah, us in into their living room, their bedroom, their thoughts. Yeah. Yes. We took this family and then we've watched them grow. So every aspect of their life we've been involved in and we've seen them change from this kind of crazy, kooky family that was open and inappropriate and a little trashy to like this empire that they've built. And it's almost so unbelievably respectful to see how they could go from one thing to this unbelievably new thing, but still stay true to their character and who they were Absolutely. 10 years ago. I'm so, my God, the way you put that. Really. <laughs> what about the values they stand for? Take away the success they've had because of what they've done. But what are the values that they have out there? We talk about this a lot. And I think it goes a lot into the change of the Kardashians and where they were 10 years ago to now. And the values that we see, especially of recent, is, first of all, family first, which I think is something that everybody can get on board with. But there's a lot of activism now that goes into place. And I don't know if you've seen Kim Kardashian has been huge in prison reform and doing all of these things and getting involved. And she's in the process of going to law school now to get to take the bar. It's, I think it's unbelievable. And I think that's something that people forget about them a lot is that there's this side of them. And then there's a whole other side that's involved in activism. You but know? the beginning side, when they were first started, no, what yeah. were the vastly different values yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. yet people really bought in. You, you think it was because the intimate conversation that they allowed you in? Absolutely. Regardless of what they were talking about. We had never seen anything like that before. I truly stand true to that belief. We really hadn't, especially for a family that large. And, you know, having the whole Robert Kardashian history piece in there was already oh, fascinating. Absolutely. It yeah. was like a perfect storm. It really was. Oh, my God. I mean, we could talk about this for days. We're just in a constant state of almost awe with what they've built. Honest to God, because this is what we always say. In Kim's Vogue interview, last week we did a whole episode just on the interview. And the author who wrote it was excellent, like really such a smart guy. And one piece of information he was talking about was how Kim was integral in getting Alice Johnson out of prison and all that stuff. And he said, whether or not you like the Kardashians, his exact words were, you've mindlessly absorbed the news that Kim played a role, just like with anything else Kardashian. And I said to Julie, exactly. That's the same reason you go to the nursing home and your 98-year-old great-grandmother is like, yeah, that Kim Kardashian. I heard she helped someone get out of prison. You know, it's yeah. just like they just enter your brain space somehow and there's something there. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the truth. You just changed my whole thinking on it. I feel <laughs> ignorant that I wasn't more open-minded. I feel honored that I was able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. My friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. There is something that I'm on your page with, you don't have to convince me, that you like older men. Yeah. I like older, handsome men. Now, why is it you like older men? You're so young. I'd be going after the young guys if I was your age. <laughs> I don't know where it stems from. Well, actually, Julie figured out where it stemmed yeah. from last week. Mr. Sheffield on The Nanny. Really? Yeah, I was watching. You analyzed yourself. I, it wasn't even purposeful. We do analyze ourselves. I was watching it, and I hadn't seen the show in years, but I remember watching it when I was little, and I was like, oh, Mr. Sheffield. That's probably where it originated from. And, and we spoke it on the podcast. And I can't tell you how many people replied. They're like, oh, my God, Mr. Sheffield is right. That's when I first started liking older men. Well, yeah. these cards that I have in front of me, I have to say, tell me differently on oh. that. And I've never done a double reading. I'm not sure whose reading I'm getting. But I would say the very beginning in your childhood, you had an issue with your dad. I don't know if it's you or you, of his dominance, according to my cards. And by the way, if I'm wrong on all this stuff, just agree with me. Okay. okay. <laughs> or it's going to get edited out. Okay. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but you see that Dad is a king and he's on his head. Okay, this is the collaboration to make money, which is obvious from what you said. And this is an abrupt change in the past to start where you are now. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, the second yeah. two definitely makes You're sense. You're humoring me. I could see it in your eyes. The second no, two the definitely second makes sense. I, I don't know if either on. of us can humor you on the uh, first well, one. Someone, but. <laughs> it says here very early on, not accepting the authority of a strong male figure. Nobody? I genuinely can't in my own life, but Well, who knows? then I'm wrong. What the <laughs> heck? I'm more wrong than right. <laughs> Should we go on from here? Is this yes. a silly thing? No, oh, keep, I love it. Okay, all right. I'm the party favor on all, all parties because people <laughs> will always believe anything I say. So please do that again. Okay. You have no idea how much money you're going to make. That's what this card says. It's that on its head. It's the Ace of Cups overflowing. And oh. you can't even envision how much money you're going to make. Which leads me to my proposal. As of this moment, I will buy 30% of your business. <laughs> I was hoping that would happen today. <laughs> Good. Let's arrive at a price for 10000 Okay. What do you say? You're sold. Come on, Barbara. What? Come on, Barbara, what? Come on, yes, Barbara. Come on in. Should we, we come on Shark Tank and real pitch Hell it? no. I'm not opening this up to the other sharks. I want an early in at a cheap price. Come on. What do you say? 10000 I can't read these cards unless we have a deal. I don't think we can do it for that, but we'd be happy to discuss. Okay, very well. You're not leaving my office, so we discuss it. All right. Some disappointment around the corner. Just as the card shows, we're looking here as a man in a black cape with the cups overturned, okay? It's an interim card because it's in the middle. So you're going to have a jump or a bump to go over. Uh, and what's going to save you again? Collaboration with other women yeah. beyond just yourselves, which is probably me. No, no, no. A collaboration with other women. Okay, with other many ideas that you're going to move on according to the cards. And you're actually now looking at me like I know what I'm doing, and I don't. I just make this stuff up. So you should be aware of that. Okay. Oh, I love it. I'm totally sold. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next card, ah, very strong man, an investor. Now, I'm a woman, and I don't like seeing that card. And if that's Mark Cuban, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> it depends what way Mark Cuban's entering our lives, and I feel like. <laughs> well, this guy, whoever he is, a big money guy with lots of cups, loaded with cash, is going to come into your business, but not immediately, like a year out. 
that I told you. Okay. And you know, you might be vulnerable to make not such a great deal if you're in the midst of overcoming whatever that obstacle is around the corner. Hmm. Okay. But it's just an obstacle because you keep going, obviously. All right. Let's see. Oh, damn. Another guy with money. (laughs) Two guys with money. That's exactly what we've been looking for this whole time. (laughs) That's what you've been looking for. (laughs) Yeah, but personal life, not professional. Oh, no, no. These are one's a middle aged guy, one's a very elderly guy. And the elderly guy might be related to you, according to the card. Okay. Oh, God. You're going to have trouble. Somebody here. We're ending on trouble? No, no, trouble, because this is an interference in your business. This is a young, good looking stud who's going to walk in and mix things up. What did you bring into this? A love affair. (laughs) A love affair is terrible. Okay, one more card. One more card for the long term because I can't leave it just on a love affair. Oh, this is on me now? Yeah. Yeah, on you. You Not that card. Oh, no, not that one either. (laughs) I'm only kidding. Pick whatever card you want. Pick whatever card you want. (laughs) Flip it over. Your hand is shaking. Oh, my God. The queen of cups, queen of money, queen of opportunity. How did I just pick that? I don't know. Well, because you can keep that card, and I'll buy a new deck, and you can frame that card. This is going to be a big moment for us. Because that's a great card to aspire to. Look how happy she is. I'll sign this for you if you want. (laughs) (laughs) That card's going to cost you, but you may have it. I told you funny, (laughs) right? You're very, very funny. You're right. (laughs) So what's your obsession with older men? I just want to find out. I know the Kardashians. I get it. Older men. Why an obsession with older men? You know, I think that one could see that and think that it stems from some very messed up childhood experience, which never happened. I think we have two of the greatest relationships with our dads that I I know. Genuinely, for me at least, I don't know about you, it's solely from a maturity perspective. Mm. Yes, there's the attraction, but I find that a lot of men my age, I just have a hard time connecting because of maybe their values. Not I'm saying I listen. I, well, I it could also be because you're so immensely mature. <laughs> I mean, you. I'm speaking and thinking. I've already forgotten how old you are. I'm just thinking. I'm talking to someone who's my peer. <laughs> thank you. Know? you. Thank that you. Is, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so you just feel like you relate better. Yeah, I think that's what it and is. And what's your thinking on older Ben always getting trophy wives and it being very acceptable and they look good together, I think. And then when I see a really old babe getting a young trophy husband, it's like, oh my God, what's she thinking? Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's usually what I'm thinking when I see a photo like that. No, I know. What's, what's I think it's about? I think everyone thinks that. I, I I think it's just honestly a societal thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're so used to seeing older men with younger women and it's oh it's so used to it, it's fine. And then as soon as it like switches up because it's so not the norm, we're like, whoa, that looks a little off. It shouldn't be. There should be it no. It shouldn't reason. be, but nobody really gets used to it, right? Is yeah. that an American type thing or is I don't I think, think it's I, pretty worldwide, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have enough knowledge of how that fares internationally. To be I don't know. To... I feel like the French probably. Yeah. It's not that weird. <laughs> ah, there. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But yeah. only if you're really good looking as an yeah. older babe and really dress well. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah, That's totally. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. These are good. I'm looking over. They're amazing questions. Well, we did a lot of research. Yeah. Because you're so curious. I actually found what I read about you far more curious and entertaining than anything you're doing that you're posting on the celebs. You think? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Oh because it's the picture of uh, how did this happen? Right. None of the dots connect. But I do believe your expert judgment in seeing an opportunity and moving on it instantly was a pivotal point. Just from listening to you, was there something else you think that was key beyond you analyzing that difference in the algorithm and making a move, making a stab at it? I think that that was absolutely the major overarching one. If I had to attribute one other thing, though, it would be The fact that we are both so lucky, and I think specifically me because Julie was still at school at the time when this happened, to have parents that basically said, 
yeah, this is not going to make any money from the start, but I'm going to support you and have the confidence in you. And never once did any of the adults in my life second guess it or kind of put me down about it. And neither do Julie's, of course, but I'm saying I was the one that made the initial decision. For me, at least, it instilled a sense of confidence in me that I had, but it really magnified it. And I just feel like forever grateful to that because it allowed me to push forward in a way that I don't know if I would have if there was so much doubt surrounding it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would definitely agree with that. Do you know how many young people I meet whose parents protect them from taking a risk all the time? I just can't imagine why they wouldn't interpret that as a disbelief or lack of belief in the kid. And yet they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart, but it's so damaging. I see many kids that really stop themselves cold from jumping forward into something because their parents really don't want to see them get hurt. Quote, we don't want to see you get disappointed, son. We don't want to see you hurt, miss. You know, that kind of thing. You didn't have that either at all from your parents, No, we didn't have this. I think the first time my mom walked into Trader Joe's and said something about it and somebody stopped her was like, your daughter's comments by celeb, she was sold and on board. (laughs) Oh, my God. And that was probably on day four? (laughs) No, it took a little while. But I think the thing with parents protecting their kids or thinking they're protecting their kids is that in our case, and we say this all the time, that this didn't exist when our parents were growing up. We could never even dreamt this when we were little, but let alone our parents had our parents taken the opposite route and been a little bit more wary and a little more cautious of us, it would have made sense because there's no model for them to go off of. There's nothing that's going to say, okay, in five years, you're going to make this amount of money. In 10 years, you'll be able to do this. And in 20 years, you'll have this. We were going all off the cuff here. And I think that's why we're so lucky that our parents were so supportive is because they really had nothing to look at and say, okay, we know this is going to be successful because this previous one was and this other one was. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of times when parents step in and they're like, whoa, plump the brakes, we're not letting you do this. It's just because they don't know. I hope parents are listening up. Yeah, I hope so. Save I hope a lot so of great too. Kids and make a lot of businesses, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hire other people to help you now? Is it how many people are in your organization? It was just us for the longest time. Well, starting from April 2017 until this year. And then January of this year, we brought on our friend Isabel, who's with us here today. Seems to me that Isabel's cut out of the same cloth. Absolutely. Yes. She's, there's a couple things. We didn't hire her just because she was our friend, of course not. We hired her for her skill set, and she has a lot of skills that we maybe are not as efficient in, especially coming from a Photoshop place and, mm. and more from a media perspective. But her interpersonal communication and her ability to reflect the brand positively are all there 100%. With what we do, there's such a high level of confidentiality. And when you're logged into the account, you're interacting with celebrities constantly. Mm. So to be able to have someone who is equally as non-fame hungry as we are and genuinely just interested in doing what's best was crucial. We couldn't feel luckier that she... So let's say that you were going to go outside Isabel and not hire a friend. You're going to start interviewing for this position, that position as the business grows, as I'm sure you will. What qualities are you going to look for and how are you going to find that in someone? What would you say is top of your list? I would say the top of our list or one of the tops, which is probably different than a lot of other fields, is sharing the same intense fascination and interest in Mm. pop culture as we do to the Mm -hmm. point where you live, eat, breathe it, really knowing everything. Because we don't have time to explain why something is funny in the context of who a celebrity is to who. Mm. We need a person that's right there with us and just gets it. Mm -hmm. The confidentiality thing is absolutely huge. And I think aside from being able to communicate effectively and being able to proudly represent us when we're in a group environment, we're vibe people. And as silly as that sounds, I know that's not maybe a concrete trait, but we know from the first second of meeting someone whether we're going to gel with them or not. And I think something about us is we're really authentic people. What you see is what you get. And we we enjoy that in other people. So having that no phoniness is huge Mm -hmm. for us. Well, people always buy into authenticity. Everybody is a lot smarter than people give other people credit for. They get it. They don't like you for a reason. They might not put a label on it, but it's usually a lack of authenticity. 
I think that turns people, or doesn't turn them away, but doesn't let them trust you. And in your game, you've got to have people trust you. Absolutely. How do you get celebrities to trust you? And do they trust? I got to believe they're more on guard than anybody else in the world, except maybe the president. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel that the celebrities that we've had the pleasure of interacting with definitely do trust us. A lot of it comes from the fact of, like I said, that you know previous example. If there is anything that even 1% of us feels like, could this potentially cause a negative scandal or could this be portrayed poorly, I will check with them first. And how do you get access? And you pick up the phone and say, hey, it's me. Put Sally on the line. If it's someone who follows us, we genuinely just DM them. And oh, really? um, I say it's shocking the amount of conversations and things that we've had over DM with celebrities and there's two things about it. Number one is And they that always answer, right? They've always answered. We've never had a celebrity ghost. It's shocking ghost. to me. Really? It is shocking. It's very yeah, much not the norm. And I think it comes from a couple things. Number one, the constant tone of positivity mm-hmm. that they really appreciate and they know we're not trying to shade them. That's huge. Also, I don't really know how to put this into words that make sense, but I say to Julie, somehow we've been able to convey virtually the sense of empathy and trustworthiness. Oh, and probably because you are, Emma, I would think. <laughs> and so certainly Julie is as well. Thank, Thank you. you. And it just comes through and we feel fortunate for that because we're happy that they see us in the light that we want to be shown in. But you get the response you want. So you have a real open communication back and forth. You don't get stonewalled in any way. We Amazing. really honestly haven't. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. If I need to meet a celebrity, someone I adore, <laughs> I'm going to write to you right away. Right? All right. We'll okay. exchange lists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my list would even measure up to your oh, list. Oh, that's probably uh, No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. I have a curiosity. I'm sitting here just so I could describe you with two beautiful young women, flawless complexions, <laughs> eyes that you would trust immediately that have so much joy in them and perfect teeth. Why aren't you putting your faces out there? Nobody knows what you look like. I mean, I really expected two really ugly women to walk in here today. I swear I was shocked. I'm like, whoa, what are they locked in a closet about with those looks? (laughs) So funny. Um, What's that about? It's a couple of things, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to be super transparent. The one big You know no other way, by the way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The first reason I think is honestly... We loved this idea of letting the content speak for itself and letting the brand speak for itself. And then there's something fun about when we meet people, them being almost like shocked as to who the people behind this account are. And there was something we liked about building the brand solely from a content perspective. And quite honestly, for once, it was really cool to be totally valued solely for our intelligence and our wit mm. and nothing at all. Your looks. product. Our product. Right. Mm. It was, you know, we can never say we got here because of how we look or anything like that. There was something cool about that. And then second, total honest, is that this definitely comes more from me than from Julie. I have like pretty bad photo anxiety. I just do not like when I'm not in control of the picture. And it's something that I've definitely been working on because I know, you know, as we get bigger and we just got a manager and agent and all these things, we're going to have to do more of it. Are you doing any of it now? Because I had a hard time finding a photo of the two of you. The only thing we do is we'll submit a photo for like an interview if we have an article interview. But aside from that, we never post ourselves on our stories. Even when we have celebrities on the podcast, we never post ourselves with them. It's just not us. I don't know how to explain it. Well, I think if you notice when you asked where we want to be in 10 years, it was never anything about the two of us individually or people knowing us. It was all about the brand and where the brand is going to be in 10 years and it being a household name. It was never, we want to be Emma and Julie on your TV and in your home at all times. It was really for both of us. I think we fell in love with what we've done and we want to 
show what we've done and what we've built to the rest of the world and have it speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Well, I do and don't get it all in the same <laughs> breath. You're like, no, really. What I do definitely get is that your brand speaks for itself. And I also get the fact that if you were posting pictures of yourself and all, it almost detracts from who the stars are of your brand. So it's like, and what are they doing in there? Right. right. I get that. And I think strategy-wise, that makes perfectly good sense. What I don't get is you've been written up in everything from Entrepreneur to Page Six to W Magazine to Vanity Fair. Assuming that that's going to multiply on itself, which it does, because publicity, as you know better than anyone, builds more publicity, how are you going to stay with the pillowcase on your head? How is it going to be that people aren't going to know who you are? And how is it going to be that you can't carve an image of yourself and a personality of yourself out there as you wish it to be? I don't think it's going to be so easy for you to stay in the hiding. I don't either. I think you're spot on. And it's definitely something we talk about a lot, both with our manager and our team. What do they say? say? I'd be curious what a manager would say about that. He's very respectful of our view. However, he thinks that it would be really beneficial to us to create more of brand loyalty if the followers felt like they had a physical person to connect more with because they feel so connected to our voices Mm. via the podcast. He's totally right. If you look at- I actually think he's totally wrong, but don't tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that he's right in the sense of creating that sense of community, but he's respectful in our vision and- The good news here is that there's a lot of other ways, as we have been, to monetize this really effectively without faming ourselves out. I always say we are money hungry, but we're not fame hungry by Mm. any means. Mm -hmm. And we found such power in saying no. Mm. We say no so much more than we say yes. Mm -hmm. And what happened with the things you were written up on? Did they put photos of you in those articles? Yes, we submitted photos. Yeah, And And then what was the response of your fan base? (laughs) Did they notice or were they not reading those articles? They were just online. How did that work out? No, they notice. I do. Our funniest example ever of this is we went to an Us Weekly party last year and I met Lolo Jones. I don't know if you know who she is. She's an Olympian. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she followed the account. So the person we were with introduced us and she like took a step back and she was like, wait a second. You guys are like pretty. She's like, I thought you were a guy in your parents' basement eating Cheetos, finding the comments. She really had like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Was she excited to have met you and see who you were? Oh, yeah. Or on some level disappointed that the mystery was solved? No, she was excited. She was, she was, yeah. I think the misconception here is that we're trying to hide and wouldn't let anybody see our faces. Mm-hmm. I think we're okay on our own terms with letting people see us, but I think there's a lot of power in being able to go somewhere and no one knowing who you are. Like if you wanted to walk into a store, for example, like not that we would ever get to this level, but Kim Kardashian can't walk into a store anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and not that we think that would ever happen, but I think there's a lot of power in being able to go somewhere and no one knowing who you are. You know what there is more than power in that, honestly, is freedom. Yeah. yeah. Freedom also. to be yourself and not have to be performing all day long, which it would certainly turn into without right. a doubt because everyone does it, right? Totally. totally. Um, you know, I don't know if this sounds like a wacky idea, but it's along the line of kind of what you were thinking anyway. But I think there's tremendous power in mystery. And if it were me, which it's not, and I wish I had your business, honestly, (laughs) truly. Okay. We can trade if you want. I was about to say. It's an even trade. We'll just swap over. Here's an even trade. I'll give you all of my Shark Tank investments for 75% of your business. (laughs) That's a fair deal. Now that's good, but it's a mystery bag. You can't ask any questions. (laughs) But there are 72 so it would be certainly like hedging your bets. Yeah, wow. Yeah. In fact, let me give this a shot. 
what? Well, why put all your eggs in one whole basket when you can have it in a lot of baskets? Hey, she makes a good point. <laughs> That's how I'm sold. <laughs> That's 50% of the partnership. <laughs> but let me stay on what I was thinking here. I don't think it's been done before where someone chooses not to be known, period. Definitely. And it's not like many other businesses where you need to put a face on the business. Really, it's expendable, I believe, because the faces on your business are the celebrities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So again, I'll have to differ with your agent. Not that I'm an agent, (laughs) and that's probably why he's paid the big bucks being your agent. But I love the idea of the only time people could actually see you is when they meet you. And that would put you in such demand for going to the right events. And if you're good at saying no, it would be like, please, no pictures. Please, no pictures. And even with the magazines that are written up, I'm sorry, they're not comfortable with their pictures. That in itself is going to create so much publicity about you. (laughs) I just think it's very inside out (laughs) thinking. I don't know how long you could hold it. Well, you have a few pictures, but you could just stop that yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I could picture that being a great marketing ploy. I'm jealous. Listen, I promise you don't have to convince us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really, 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 we are really, really? so sold on that one. <laughs> mm. All right. I can't wait to see what's going to happen on that one. Okay. I think that's probably it. I feel I overstayed my welcome with you. I could talk to you all day. But I could talk to you all day. You oh, my God. But I'm sure you have other things to do. <laughs> no, I honestly, you know, as two women who are starting out, I guess, entrepreneurs and in this space, we really do look to other strong, independent women who have built something so incredible. And way before we were ever asked to do this, you've always been on our list of women that we really admire. So to be here with you and even for you to have such an interest in this and a genuine interest is kind of surreal for us. And we feel just so fortunate to be in your presence. And it's very validating that someone who we have such a level of respect for has an interest in what we're doing is really cool. Well, guess what? I'm not going to edit a single word out of that big, long, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. And if I didn't see how sincere you were through the whole interview, I would say, this smoke and blow up my (laughs) you-know-what. But I'm going to simply say thank you. I really appreciate hearing that. Thank you. Thank you you so much for your time. Of Of course. course. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with comments by slips. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Where do you listen to Business Unusual? I really want to know. And guess what? If you show me, you might have a chance to spend an hour with me. All you've got to do is post a photo on Instagram showing me the unusual places where you listen to my podcast. Be sure to use the hashtag businessunusual when you post the photo and make sure it's a public account so I can see it. A random winner will get to spend an hour with me on Skype or at my office here in New York City, whichever you prefer. Show me your photos by June 3rd and I'll have fun seeing all the places you listen. And that's all we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 